running back positional preview episode it is the audio pulled from the youtube video so if the tone sounds a little different that's why as a reminder to folks we do a ton of content on rookie big boards youtube channel uh and as a reminder before we get into the video folks now is the time of the year to get in on the rookie big board uh patreon folks uh we have a ton of folks joining daily it's really exciting time to be in the discord and now is the time as you start to think towards you know those teams that have missed the playoffs you want to rebuild you need to win your rookie drafts you want to head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board and get full access to all the resources, one-on-one draft consultations, the rookie big board discord, the dynasty Devi rookie rankings to get you ready for those 2024 rookie drafts and to rebuild and overhaul your rosters. So without further ado, let's get into the 2024 running back rookie class preview episode. Positional previews for the 2024 NFL Draft class continue on. This time I have 14 running backs that need to be atop your radar for the 2024 Fantasy Football Rookie class. Now this running back class is getting a lot of hate, and I certainly understand why. There's not one clear running back at the top, and I'm not here to temper those expectations too much. But I do think we have some really talented running backs at the top of the class. And as you'll see in this video, I think that there's a lot of opportunity for an infusion of depth into the running back position for the fantasy football landscape, which we know is desperately needed. Before we get into the video, do me a favor here. If you enjoy, if this even helps you out a tiny bit, give the video a like and drop a comment on the video. Ask me anything about the video, anything about the rookie class, anything about fantasy football. It does two things. Transparently, it helps me get more views on this video, which I would really appreciate, but it also helps me give you fantasy football advice, have a conversation. That's why I do this. I love the engagement. I love the back and forth. So please go ahead and do that here as you're watching the video. So without further ado, let's get into my running back one. And that's going to be Braylon Allen, the running back out of Wisconsin. Now, this is not a consensus take, but let's take a look at Braylon Allen's profile to see why he is clearly my running back one in this class. We're going to start with his big man build here. He is 6'2", 238, former four-star recruit. And folks, I want to emphasize here, he is all of 6'2", 238. He is cut up. It's a lean 238. There is no dead weight on this man. I have him projected as a late first-round fantasy football rookie draft selection. With the strength of the quarterback and the wide receiver group, I think your first running back in Superflex Leagues is probably going to come off the board 108 or later, even if it's not Braylon Allen. I think he's a day-two late NFL draft projection, and again, that's the highest that I'm projecting any of these running backs. So just keep that in mind here as we work through the top few guys. And for me, my dynasty value comparison is DeAndre Swift. 
a player who's going to have consistent running back two weeks with the opportunity to put up running back one and running back one overall weeks. Now, as a reminder, folks, when I do my dynasty value comparisons, that's not a one-to-one stylistic comp. I'm telling you what the exact dynasty value right now of this rookie is comparing them to another player at their position. The dynasty rankings, as well as my full rookie rankings and full rookie profiles of all of these players are available over at patreon.com slash rookie big board. And the link to join that community and get personalized rookie advice uh, will be in the episode description. But let's talk about Braylon Allen. Let's talk about what gets me so excited about his profile. I think he's a powerful runner. All right. When, when Braylon Allen is attacking the ball, you're going to see a running back here uh, who is powerful, who's patient. He's got good lower body strength. He'll fall forward, consistently overpowering those Big Ten defenders. Now, his tape is filled with examples of him running over linebackers and, and not stopping. He continues on with his run, and he gets extra yards after the catch. So we're talking about excellent contact balance as well as play strength. Those are two different things, and they're both important things. He's a consistent and effective goal line threat as well, which means fantasy football points for sure. I love his vision. I feel like his vision isn't given enough credit here. He's a patient runner. He bursts through gaps once they open. I think he reads blocks well and he anticipates space very well into the second level of the field he's shifty in short space and i think he's more elusive than he appears on on first look you know when you watch six seven games of these guys you start to get an appreciation of of how they work subtly he's got good lateral agility and he'll shake defenders in a phone booth you know he can sidestep defenders he can bounce to the outside with fluidity now here's the thing with braylon allen he's not going to go to the combine and be the fastest guy out there but that's fine, all right? He's powerful. He's going to be, you know, a 900 to 1,100-yard rusher in the NFL. I believe that. He's the type of guy who can get, you know, 7, 8, 9, 10 touchdowns in a season. I think there's a ton of upside here with Braylon Allen. So that's why he's my running back one. But let's go ahead and move on to running back two here. And this is the guy that's probably the consensus running back one. It's going to be Travion Henderson, the running back out of Ohio State. And Travion Henderson, there's certainly plenty of reason to be excited about him as well. And I certainly understand why some folks have him as the running back one. So if we look into the Buckeyes profile here, we're going to see somebody who comes in at 5'10", 210. When we're looking at Travion Henderson here, uh, we're looking again at a late first round rookie draft projection and a day two late NFL draft projection. You know, it's possible that either Allen or Henderson sneaks into that, you know, uh, first few picks of the second round, but I don't think anybody's going round one in this year's class. And that's okay. We don't always need a first round running back to have somebody who can produce for fantasy football potentials. And in terms of dynasty value comparison here, I'm going to go Josh Jacobs, you know, somebody who I think works really well in between the tackles. If you give him a ton of value, he's going to give you, or I'm sorry, if you give him a ton of volume, he's going to give you a ton of value. Uh, but that landing spot is going to be pretty critical and pretty important there that he lands on a team that trusts him, you know, wants to give him the rock a lot. When we talk about his actual tape profile here, uh, we're talking about somebody who can pop off the line of scrimmage, burst into that second level of the field when he has space. He's an effective downhill runner. He builds momentum quickly, uh, and it allows him to accelerate past linebackers through that second level of the field. Those are the types of plays that folks get really excited about when trading on Henderson. Now let's act through the end of the run 
He's got solid lower body strength. He's willing to lower his shoulder, get those few extra yards uh, on an inside run. Now, if you compare him to Braylon Allen, the play strength is not similar. Braylon Allen overpowers. Travion Henderson is, is strong enough. He's physical enough. Uh, when we're talking about Travion Henderson in the passing game, uh, we're talking about a reliable target, you know, a guy that can get worked underneath. He does have a good anchor. He picks up well on blitzing assignments. So he is somebody who at the next level could stay out there on third down. That's part of the reason there that I draw that uh, comparison uh, to Josh Jacobs. So uh, for Travion Henderson, again, certainly a running back that I'm excited about. I think he could be a solid running back too in the NFL. I don't see him personally as somebody who's going to be a consistent running back one. I don't think he'll land there in my dynasty rankings over the next couple of years, but of course landing spot could have a big influence on that. My running back three here is a guy that I've been talking about all, you know, all season long and even well into the, this past summer, you know, rookie big board patrons know about Devin Neal, the running back out of Kansas, because he was one of my top highlight guys as, as an ideal riser candidate going into this season, because he had all of the check marks I look for on tape and I expected him to have a super productive season. And he did have a super productive season running for Kansas who had their backup quarterback in most of the season. He was facing eight, nine man boxes stacked. They knew what Devin Neal was going to do, but week in and week out, Devin Neal got the ball and he produced at a high level. So let's get into this, this uh, profile here uh, for the Kansas Jayhawk. Cause you can already tell that I'm really excited about him. He's coming in at 5'11, 210, former four-star recruit. I know folks see Kansas. They think, you know, a two or three-star recruit. No, Devin Neal was a four-star recruit. He wanted to stay home. It was a huge get for the Jayhawks when Devin Neal committed to them. I have him projected as an early second round super flex player, uh, draft pick, I should say. I think he can return value uh, uh, equal to a late first round pick. So I think if you can get him turn of the second, that's going to be really good value there. But I do think he's going to slide to that. In some leagues, he might even slide to the mid second here, uh, but not the leagues that of, of folks who are watching this video, because I think you're going to leave pretty excited about Devin Neal. In terms of his dynasty value comparison, I have James Cook. So you think of James Cook, right? That consistent running back two, three uh, type guy. You know, so finishing the, the week in that running back 18 to 26 overall range, uh, but he has that upside. So, you know, James Cook can put together a, a top 12 running back week and Devin Neal can absolutely do that at the NFL level as well. Uh, when I'm talking about his tape profile here, you're going to see a really smooth runner that navigates the field. Uh, what I would say really with ease, uh, he, he's able to be quick to the edge. He consistently beats linebackers uh, with time to turn upfield from the edge. He has excellent change of direction ability. I feel like that is something in particular that's not talked about enough with Devin Neal. He's got excellent change of direction ability. He closes space very quickly. He beats defenders uh, inside the tackles with clean cuts and effective jump steps, sharp footwork, and he's got good vision. I love Devin Neal's vision. He displays the ability to consistently find space and accurately change direction, again, behind an often overpowered offensive line. Now, Devin Neal's quicker than he is fast, right? He's not somebody who's going to go to the combine in Indy and, you know, run a sub 4-4, but I think he's got enough play speed to be effective at the next level in the NFL. Coming in here at running back number four, he's somebody who I was very high on going into last season. I thought he was going to declare for the 2023 NFL draft, but he came back uh, and, and now we have him, I think, even higher relatively in most rankings. That's Blake Corum, the running back. 
out of Michigan here. So when we look at the Wolverine here, we're going to see somebody coming in at 5'8-213, another former four-star player. I think he's going to be a mid-second round rookie draft pick uh, because I think he's going to be a late day two NFL draft pick. You know, I think there's a lot of momentum around Blake Corum, but I do think the NFL sees him as a rotational running back, uh, which isn't always a bad thing, right? Most running backs are going to be drafted into a rotation uh, for fantasy football purposes. That's not ideal, but all you need is that one back in that rotation to to miss some time with injury, and all of a sudden the fantasy value can really pop. So that's why I kind of have him with Jerome Ford here, right? Jerome Ford didn't start his career as a starting running back. He got the opportunity, and now he's a really valuable flex-level player, and I think Blake Corum can bring a similar type of value to that. When we're talking about the way that Blake Corum wins, we're going to be talking about a, a running back here uh, that combines burst with patience off of the snap. He sees the field well. He understands how to make those appropriate cutback lanes. He's a shifty runner. He makes defenders miss with good footwork and what I would call subtle speed. Sometimes it's hard to really qualify, you know, the, the type of speed you see on tape. But Blake Corum, he's got what I call subtle speed. He sneaks up on you. Uh, he's best, in my opinion, when he's working off tackle because he's quick enough to beat those linebackers to the edge, and he's quick enough to turn upfield very well with that footwork. He's a reliable checkdown option in the passing game. Blake Corum picks up on blitzing assignments well, and he's got the anchor to protect his quarterback. He's a physical runner who takes on Big Ten defenders heads up. You know, you look at his frame, 5'8", 213. He looks undersized, but he has never played undersized in the Big Ten, some of the biggest uh, defenders that you're going to play at the college level. So I'm not worried about Blake Corum's physicality. Uh, Blake Corum has a large amount of touchdowns at the collegiate level. So he's really effective at the goal line as well. All right, coming in at number five here, this is a running back who some folks would have had three, maybe even two. I wouldn't even be shocked if there's some folks who have Florida State's Trey Benson as running back one, but he's coming in at running back five. I see the upside with Trey Benson, but there's also definitely some red flags. So let's go ahead and get into those now. We're going to start here with his, his build, 6'1", 223. I think that's going to catch the eye of a lot of folks. Former four-star recruit. I do think his super flex ADP is going to be early second round. Wouldn't shock me if he maybe goes in the late first round in some leagues. Of, of you know, If you have a real a Trey Benson fan in your league. Uh, I think he will be a day two, a late selection. He could possibly be taken over Braylon Allen. He could possibly be taken over Travion Henderson. But right now, I would I would see him as probably that third running back off the board for NFL draft purposes. And I have his dynasty value comparison here is Zach Moss. You know, I think he could be a good rotational runner. I think he's somebody who could fill in well into your flex spots and have some big weeks. But I don't know that he's going to be a reliable producer at the next level. And let's get into why here. So we're talking about Trey Benson and we're talking about his tape profile. So we're talking about somebody who is a strong downhill runner. He is dangerous. And I want to emphasize this. He's really dangerous uh, to opposing defenses when he's blocked into space because he can burst off the line of scrimmage and he can get into that second level of the field quickly, right? Uh, and, and if he gets into that second level of the field untouched, he's going to accelerate in a straight line past those defensive backs and he's going to find the end zone. We have multiple examples of this on his tape, right? Uh, Benson is best when he's between the tackles because he's able to demonstrate his physicality and tenacious running style. Uh, and he's able to, you know, show off his contact balance 
He's a reliable check down target, and he can protect his quarterback in pass protection. So where's the red flag? Where's the red flags for me that I was mentioning? It's his vision, folks, and that is a huge red flag. He struggles to create his own space. He'll run right into the pile of his own defenders, right? So that space, it's really got to be blocked open for Trey Benson. He fails to see cutback opportunities. That's consistent throughout his tape. He's got jittery feet, and he'll get caught overthinking behind the line of scrimmage. This is a big red flag for me, folks. There are plenty of, of analysts and content creators out there that will look past this part of his game. They'll, and not just Trey Benson, consistently, they'll look past this vision part for running backs. But for me, the NFL game only gets faster. If you don't, if you don't show the ability to create your own space, then you are incredibly landing spot dependent because you need to be behind an offensive line that's going to block you open space. And that just is not a consistent thing that you're going to find in the NFL. So it makes you a really volatile fantasy football value. So depending on landing spot, yeah, maybe Trey Benson does rise up my rankings, but at least as of now, I don't feel comfortable having him there. Now, running back six, I got to tell you, folks, this is somebody that definitely surprised me, and I'm definitely excited to tell you about. My running back six, it's Cody Schrader, the running back out of Missouri. Now, I had watched Cody Schrader live tape over the last couple of years here. He's been, he's been tearing it up for Mizzou, but when I actually put him under the microscope, I found a player that I liked even better than when I saw him on live watch. So let's talk about why here. So uh, Cody Schrader here, 5'9", 214. You see that one star there. He is a Division II transfer. So he played two seasons for Missouri after transferring up from D2 and was super productive for this SEC offense here. Now, I do think in terms of Superflex ADP, I think that he's going to go early third round. If you did a rookie draft today, 90% of them, he's going undrafted or he's going late in the fourth round. But I think by the time we roll around the draft season, more folks are going to be talking about him and his value is definitely going to shoot up. Now, every running back we're talking about from here on out here is going to be a day three prospect. So you can see I only had five guys I think are going to go day two. Uh, there's going to be a ton of value. Uh, in, in to be honest with you, running back six through 12 are extremely close uh, in my rankings right now. But let's talk about Cody Trader here. Uh, for me, when I look at his tape here, the first thing I'm going to see is I'm going to see somebody who has great burst off the line of scrimmage. He's a decisive runner, which I love. He hits the hole uh, hard. He can hit the hole, shoot through that gap into the second level of the field consistently. Now, if you watch Cody Schrader here, he is a rigid runner, right? So he doesn't have that fluid athleticism you might want to see in a runner, but he does have really quick feet. So within that rigid running style, he does have quick feet. He knows how to work his body. He'll shake defenders very well in tight space. He is what I would call a slippery runner. You watch Cody Schrader hit a gap, and you're, and you're thinking to yourself, there's no way he pops out on the other side of that, but consistently he does that, right? Uh, he'll display the ability to hit cutback lanes with ease. He makes that look easy. And he's an effective pass catcher. He shows reliable hands, and he showed the ability to gain yards after the catch. He turns upfield and accelerates really well through the second level of the field. His physicality holds up against SEC defenders, and I say all the time, that's as close to the NFL as you can get without being in the NFL. He's scrappy. He seeks out contact. He's got good contact balance. He's an effective goal line runner. He's a, he's a willing pass protector. He's got a good anchor and pass protection. And by the way, folks, you, you'll hear me talk about pass protection a lot 
And I know that's not super, you know, exciting for fantasy football purposes, but that's important because if you're a reliable pass protector, you're going to get on the field earlier in your NFL career, uh, which is going to mean more opportunity, more volume. And then, of course, your fantasy football value will rise up from there. But let's continue on here. We're going to go to running back seven, and that's going to be Kentucky's Ray Davis. I'm a big fan of, of Ray Davis as well. When you look at the Kentucky running backs profile here, you're going to see somebody coming in at 5'10", 216, former three-star recruit. He's had a bit of a journey. He started off at Temple, was super productive as a true freshman, transferred to Vanderbilt, uh, put up over 1,000 yards for Vandy, and then transferred to finish his college career at Kentucky, where he put up a well over 1,000 yards for Kentucky. I think he's going to be an early uh, round three a super flex draft selection. I think he's going to be a day three early selection. And in terms of his value and his ADP, definitely given off some Damian Pierce vibes. I hope he can hold his value better uh, than Damian Pierce held his value. And I think he can because I didn't have a high evaluation on Damian Pierce, but I do have a pretty solid evaluation on Ray Davis. Ray Davis, he runs with good lower body strength. He's got elusiveness. He's got burst. He's a patient runner and he'll commit to open gaps and shoot into that second level of the field. Uh, he has uh, He's light on his feet. He has the ability to shake a defender in tight space. He'll smash defenders between the tackles, and he'll display that ability well inside, but he also can bounce to the outside, work off tackle, uh, get those linebackers uh, working on the outside here, and he will show the ability to accelerate well downfield. He's a tenacious runner, another back whose strength holds up against SEC defenders. Uh, he'll he, he'll take him head on, man. He's fearless. He'll overpower them. A good contact balance. And he keeps those legs churning uh, through the end of the run, which makes him really valuable in short yardage and goal line situations. So there you go. You know, back-to-back -back power running styles. Actually, we've talked about three power backs in a row. So it'll be a little refreshing here to pivot, go out west for my running back eight. And that's going to be Oregon's Bucky Irving. Now, Bucky Irving, you know, he, he really fit well in that Oregon offense transferring from Minnesota uh, last year. But I got to say, he really, you know, filled out as a prospect this last year. And I have him as running back eight. I know some folks that are, you know, have Bucky Irving in their top five, and you can certainly see why. So let's get into his profile and see why. Bucky Irving, he's coming in at 5'10", 195. That 195 number, folks, it's not as scary as it used to be, uh, but it is, a, it is a pivotal number in terms of weight, I know, for a lot of analytics folks. Former four-star recruit, like I said, he started off uh, at Minnesota, and he transferred to Oregon to finish his career. Another guy who I think is going to be an early day three NFL draft selection, and he's going to be an early uh, day or early round three super flex rookie draft selection. And I have his dynasty value comparison here as Kenny Gainwell, a rotational running back. And I want you to think of Kenny Gainwell in a positive sense. You know, I still value Kenny Gainwell in terms of his ability to be a rotational running. Uh, back when, when DeAndre Swift is healthy. But, you know, if DeAndre Swift ever went down with injury, I think Kenny Gainwell would step up and be a consistent running back too. So I, I don't want you to see that value comparison as a negative just because Gainwell isn't necessarily producing at a high level right now. Bucky Irving's tape profile here. We're going to see somebody who pops off the line of scrimmage really well. He gets to that second level of the field quickly. And I talk about that a lot. I realize that you might be saying, why is he so concerned with getting to that second level of the field? Well, folks, you know, when you're able to get to the second level of the field quickly at the NFL level, then you're working at a lot more split space. You have more explosive play potential. You have more big play potential. So we, we really value when, when guys aren't slow off the line of scrimmage. They're not relying on their linemen to totally open up the field for them. When they can get to that second level, 
of the field and get into space on their own, they're going to be a lot more effective, especially when you're athletic in the way that Bucky Irving is athletic. He carries speed well. Uh, he has shifty feet, great agility. That agility allows him to, to navigate the field with an impressive level of ease. He's a slippery runner who maintains good contact balance for his size. I'll actually I'll check that. I think he has great contact balance relative to his size. Uh, he makes defenders miss with explosive cuts, and he's he's scrappy, man. He's physical. He's aggressive. He'll fight through the end of the play. Now, Irving does have a tendency to bounce to the outside where he is more effective. He'll struggle a bit to find that space in the A-gap in particular, but if you scheme him in the B-gap, in the C-gap, he's going to be really effective, and the NFL offense will have the ability to do that uh, because he will be a rotational running back. Uh, Irving's fantasy football upside here comes in the fact that he is a legitimate pass-catching threat. He's got reliable hands when he's targeted in the flat. Uh, and Oregon also targets him in the short and midfield as well. So I think that's a big part of, of folks who are valuing him as a top five running back. They're seeing that PPR upside. And I definitely see that with Bucky Irving as well. Uh, now let's stay on the West Coast here. We're going to change from uh, green uh, to purple. And we're going to talk about Dylan Johnson. Dylan Johnson also a transfer running back that I thought really came into his own in his senior season. And I got to tell you, you know, playing college fantasy football, I got a good look at, at Dylan Johnson playing in Mississippi State the last couple of years, but he always felt a little underutilized as a running back in that air raid system. And he goes to Washington, and I think we see him as a pure rusher in a lot brighter of a sense. So let's go ahead. Let's let's talk about that in a little bit more depth here. Dylan Johnson coming in at 60218, former three-star recruit. So he's got good size. I see him coming off the board in a rookie Superflex draft just a little bit later than these other guys that we're talking about here, a mid-third round. And you might notice you're saying, whoa, Matt, there's a lot of running backs coming off the third round. I think that's how I see rookie drafts playing out right now, right? Really early quarterback, wide receiver. Then you're going to get those top-tier running backs in the late first round. And then as you get into the second round, then you're going to get that second wind of really talented wide receivers. And you're going to start taking some of those tight ends off the board, right? So what is that going to leave in the third round? I think it's going to be a big run on depth running backs. And I think Dylan Johnson's going to find himself right in the middle of that run. When we're talking about Dylan Johnson's tape, we're talking about a player who's a patient runner. We're talking about a player with good burst off the line of scrimmage. We're talking about a player who sees the field with good vision. And what I like about Dylan Johnson, he takes what his offensive line gives him. He doesn't try to do too much. He runs with good strength. He runs with effective contact balance. He will barrel I mean, barrel himself into the second level of the field, folks, and he'll push through the end of every run. So he's not as bursty, he's not as explosive as a guy like Bucky Irving, but he is he's he's physical, he's tenacious, and he'll push forward uh, to the end of that play. And he'll seek out contact, folks. He wants to make contact with that defender. He you can see him uh, some examples, he'll he'll throw a stiff arm here. You could watch, man, uh, that USC tape. You'll see a poor defender just absolutely catch that stiff arm here. And he's effective when he's targeted. Uh, out of the passing game. He's a downhill runner. He builds momentum well. Now, Johnson, you know, he is, he's got capped speed. All right. He'll, he will get chased down running downfield, but I think he could be a really effective guy, you know, maybe never a 200 touch plus guy, but 150 uh, to 175 touch guy a season in the NFL. And if he can be a goal line package guy, he can bring some real fantasy football value to the table. Next running back up here, we're going to talk about Marshawn Lloyd out of USC. And I got to be honest, you know, just being transparent, I could really see Marshawn Lloyd jumping up my rankings here, being much closer to Cody Schrader than he is Dylan Johnson. 
But for now, you know, we follow the grading out process. It's all about the process here for the rookie big board. And let's uh, let's talk about the process for Marshawn Lloyd. We're talking about a 5'9", 210-pound running back, former four-star guy. I think in terms of the, the rookie drafts, mid-third round, I could see somebody falling in love with him, taking him late second round. But I do think he's going to slip to day three in the NFL draft. Possibility, I will say. Uh, he he does have that senior bowl invite. So if he goes to the senior bowl and shows out, he's athletic enough that he could have a good showing in Indianapolis at the combine. And I think he could sneak into the late second round. So that's really why I say, you know, somebody who could rise up my rankings. And in terms of dynasty value comparison, you know, I did point out Antonio Gibson. There's a little bit of a stylistic comparison here in terms of his athleticism and versatility uh, between uh, Antonio Gibson and Marshawn Lloyd. So let's talk about it here. Lloyd, he's a twitchy runner. He puts his athleticism on display every single time he touches that ball. Decisive runner. He commits to a gap. Uh, he'll, he'll burst through that first level of the field. Lloyd, he displays good lateral movement agility. Uh, he's quick, but he's controlled. That's not a combination you always find. So I, I think that's special about his game. He will prefer bounce to the outside, and that is where he's most effective. Uh, because he can beat linebackers to the edge and he can get upfield. Well, he's an elusive runner who'll consistently make defenders miss in space. He's got a solid stiff arm. He's strong enough to bounce off of Pac-12 defenders. Now, he wasn't targeted super often in the USC passing attack, but he does have good hands when he was uh, targeted. Uh, and he's a really aggressive pass protector. He doesn't give up on his assignment, despite the fact that uh, he was consistently overwhelmed. And that really had a lot to do uh, with his offensive line there. Uh, so there we go here with Marshawn Lloyd. Next running back up here, we're going to go with Clemson's Will Shipley. And I'm going to say again, I mentioned, you know, 6 through 12, folks, it's very close. I don't know what to do with Will Shipley. I have been all over the place on Will Shipley. I'm sure rookie big board patrons have picked up on that. You know, I, I struggle with Shipley because I think he does a lot of things well, but I'm not sure he does anything super great. Uh, but we'll we'll break that down a little bit more here. He's 5'11", 210, four-star running back. So, by the way, you can hear me saying this a lot. You know, we're talking about depth of the class. We have a lot of, of highly recruited guys. So, so there's raw athleticism in that, you know, same rookie draft range uh, as the last couple of guys. Day three early, I think, is best case scenario for Will Shipley. Now, I do think he's fallen out of that day two conversation. And, you know, I, I have that, that um, Dynasty Valley comparison as Zamir White. And I think that's great. You know, you saw recently uh, Josh Jacobs missed some time. Zamir White came in. He was effective. I think um, I think that's what Will Shipley brings to the table, but he also has a little bit of that pass catching upside to his game. So Will Shipley, now we're talking about a scrappy one cut runner. We're talking about a running back who's effective navigating tight space between the tackles. He's got a nice jump step. He's got a good lateral agility. Uh, he isn't a fast runner, but he's quick enough through space. Uh, Shipley, he's got some shake to his game. He can make a defender whiff in space. You know, Shipley, he's an effective, reliable pass catcher. He's going to bring in anything thrown on target. He's going to display the ability to work routes. He's going to display the ability to get some yards after the catch. Uh, you know, he isn't physically dominant, but his play strength holds up against a ACC defenders. Uh, and he's got some contact balance. So again, with Will Shipley, you know, he does a lot of things well. I'm just not sure he does anything special. And so that's where I struggle with him. Uh, and that's why he's ending up as running back 11. He actually isn't really moving down in my grading system. It's just people are leapfrogging him. Uh, and Audric Estime, the next running back up here, could be the next one to leapfrog him. He's coming in at running back 12, and it does feel a little bit low for Estime because he's somebody who I did really like through live tape. 
but I'm a little bit worried about his ability to impress through the athletic testing portion. And I think that's just going to cap his draft capital to a degree. But when we're talking about Audric Estime, we are talking about a guy who probably will find himself in the top five or six in some people's rankings. And that's because the 5'11", 227 former four-star recruit has some really nice tape to him. You know, I do think he's going to be an early day three selection. I think he's going to, um, you know, in, in terms of the way he fits into an NFL offense, I think we're talking about, you know, a healthy Damian Harris, who's an effective, you know, not everybody on your roster can be, you know, a week in week out starter. But I think Damian Harris, just like Audrey Gestime is a guy you want on your bench. And when they're healthy, you can plug him into that flex spot or as injuries pile up. Maybe you got to plug him into your number two running back spot. Estime, he powers through defenses with really nice lower body strength. Really nice contact balance. He's a patient runner. He's willing to take on those linebackers to the A gap. He's willing to take on those linebackers to the B gap. And let me tell you, folks, he does not go down easily. He'll bounce off arm tackles. It often took multiple defenders to drag him to the ground. He is a one-cut runner who displays a solid amount of lateral agility for someone coming in at 227, I got to tell you. Uh, he'll make defenders miss in tight space. He's got good vision. He works well between the tackles. He works very well at the goal line. Uh, you know, at times you can see estimate get caught thinking behind the line of scrimmage. He's a downhill runner. He accelerates well, but it's going to take him some time. It's going to take him some space to get going. Like I said, he lacks that pure speed or an impressive amount of pure burst of an athleticism, uh, but he can hold his own in pass protection. He's not going to be hyper-targeted in the passing game at the next level, but, you know, he, he can be a solid extension of the passing game. Coming in at running back 13 here is Jace McClellan. You know, Jace McClellan, he's that running back prospect for me that for the past three years, I've just been waiting to see him take it to the next level. I've just been waiting for it to all click. And I think he's got every opportunity for it to have clicked and it just hasn't clicked. And so for somebody who I thought, you know, legitimately had top 75 NFL draft potential going into the season, I just can't see him going day two in the NFL draft. So although he's a notable name, you know, he is sliding a little bit further down my rankings. But that being said, there is potential here with Jason McClellan. Everybody who I'm talking about on this video is somebody who I think has potential. He's coming in at 5'11", 212. He's a four-star recruit. Uh, he's, you know, running back 13, like I said, in my rankings. I think he's a late day three rookie draft selection. I'm going to comp him here to an Alexander Madison. I think he could be a grinder, maybe somebody who doesn't play early on in his career, but is worth stashing on your taxi squad here to see what he can do as his career rolls on. McClellan's a downhill runner. He builds speed nicely through that second level of the field. Now, you're not going to mistake him for a burner, but he does have some burst with a step. He can beat defensive backs when accelerating downfield. He's physical. He's scrappy. He works well between the tackles. Uh, and he isn't afraid to take on linebackers. He's got solid contact balance. He's light on his feet for his size. He keeps those feet moving quickly through the end of the play. Uh, he's got a good anchor. He's reliable in pass protection. He's reliable when he's targeted in the flat here. So there certainly are things to like about Jason McClellan. And there's some things to like here about the last running back we're going to talk about. And that's Georgia's Kendall Milton. Kendall Milton, he was a former, you know, top of the Debbie rankings type guy. He's had some injuries. He struggled to get consistent volume, but he is, you know, he has finished strong in terms of production in his college career. Kendall Millen, he's coming in at 6'1", 220, former four-star recruit. I think he's going to be a day three late selection because of those injuries. I do think he's going to have a rookie draft ADP, but I think it will be in that fourth round. And I'm going to compare him to somebody like Devin Singletary. You know, when the opportunity presents itself, you're going to feel comfortable plugging into the lineup, but you're certainly not going to prioritize plugging him into your lineup. Kendall Milton, now I do like his game. I think he's a strong runner. I think he 
uh, demonstrates good lower body strength, the ability to drag a pile of SEC defenders forward. You don't see that with every running back. Now, he will do the majority of his damage between the tackles. He's going to do it with good contact balance. He's going to do that with decisive vision uh, between those tackles. He's going to see those cutback lanes well, and he's got quick feet and tight space. Milton, he holds up well in pass protection. He's a little bit slow off the line of scrimmage. Uh, he's going to get chased down, accelerating downfield. He doesn't have you know the most quickness to his game. So there are some limitations there with Kendall Milton, but there's certainly a lot to like as well. So those are my top 14 running backs right now. There are certainly other running backs here that I'm excited to get more tape in, right? Guys like Isaiah Davis out of South Dakota State. Guys like Dylan Lab out of uh, New Hampshire, right? So, you know, those are certainly guys that we're going to be talking about here as we go through the senior bowl previews and as we get into individual rookie profiles. So you're going to want to make sure you're subscribed to the rookie big board because we got a lot more content coming your way. And like I said earlier, folks, if you enjoyed this video, do me a favor, just like the video and just drop a comment in there. Leave me a question about, you know, this running back class, any fantasy football, any rookie draft question, because it helps me one we get more eyes on it on this video. But number two, I get to talk fantasy football with you. I get to give you some advice. So let me go ahead and do that for you. And hey, I appreciate it. You made it to the end of the video. Thank you for checking it out. <laughs>